0: All right, welcome into another episode of Cold Weather Bats. And the preseason continues as we embark on the Cold Weather Bats team draft here in 2023. And joined by us, as always, is Brian Sikowski. But we've also got reoccurring guests and probably the... I would say at this point, he is the Cold Weather Bats reoccurring guest. The, the mm-hmm. draftee of all draftees, Mr. Dan Greasebaum Jr. We will start with... Well, I guess we got to start with the guest. That's good radio, right, Dan? How are you?
1: (laughs) I'm great, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me back. I believe it's my My fourth appearance, right? Number four. It it took it took three to get Sack to follow me back on Twitter. (laughs) But I got got that done finally.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna unfollow you. I'm going to unfollow you as soon as your kids are old enough to play and travel baseball stuff. So that makes Uh, sense.
1: It becomes business at that point.
2: (laughs) Exclusive, like no parent follow rules. So (laughs) understood, understood. But no, it's great to be here. This
1: is you know, even if I wasn't on this episode every year, I think it would be my favorite. CWE episode and excited to be here and, and talk some Michigan high school baseball with you guys. Oh
0: yeah, it is Acuna's certainly. The, oh yeah, Acuna's in the house invisible too. He's like, oh, the cameras, on, on, I'm there on the lap. Acuna's <laughs> on the lap. he's not even. He demands
2: house.
1: The lap. Yeah, Brandon, I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to feel bad for you. I, I have three. I have three kids here that I threatened to be quiet tonight so that we can do this show. And you're and you're, you're whining about the cat that's on your that, that's on your lap. I'm not
0: you're playing that, favorites with the grease bone. With the grease bomb bloodline, but I would love if Blake grease could get in the show tonight and just give me a shout out. All right, the future. You hear that coming tiger. from my
2: house?
1: Silence. He's a he, he's going to be a good 30, 32 prospect
2: for you, sir. So. Absolutely, looking forward to it. <laughs> I know you, and I know you like catchers. Yeah, big catcher guy. Yes, absolutely. This is a big, big catcher, catcher podcast.
0: This this yes, is a very is a catcher, catcher pod. friendly podcast. We got this, this is three, a downriver three... pod. <laughs> The tool, tools of intelligence. We actually should probably like take Dan Griesbaum Jr. on a on like a downriver like extravaganza. Like we have to start one like we start at six PM, we show him the roots, like we start in Allen Park and we're just like, Hey, this is where it started. And then we take him to like the Trenton Woodhaven part and be like, Hey, this is like Pinkies Up. And then we go <laughs> to Wine and we're like, Now this is the epicenter. And that's kind of is- where we you know. We- this is where we end every, everything.
2: Right. Every community has an epicenter, and it's hard not to say that Wyandotte is Downriver's heartbeat. Now, spe- um, spe-
1: speaking of which, Brandon, I want to officially congratulate you on your new head coaching job at Gross Seal, which I believe is the Gross Point of the Downriver area. As far as it I can absolutely tell, absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> gross, the Gross Seal is it? De- is it just Devils? Is that what you guys are calling? Or Red, red, devils, red devils? devils? Red Devils. All right, the yeah. Gross Seal Red Devils, and of course, I'm a gro- I'm a Gross Point Blue Devil. So we continue to have plenty
2: in common. As a I wonder man who, who lived I, on Grozil for two years, I can unequivocally say it is the Gross Point of Down River. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I can I can start to research who copied who on that. I have my I have my theories. I believe Gross Point was a later developed city as it branched off from Detroit in the sixties. Is that correct? I think it was that <laughs> right, right. era. Gross,
1: gross point gross point high school opened in 1928 so i think we 28
0: probably, yeah we're probably gonna get you there yeah. mm. all right well that's fair i wasn't expecting to win that <laughs> people one. people weren't reading down river until the 70s so. <laughs> oh, right yeah we that's did true. we didn't have ac- we didn't have access to keyboards until 2013 so that's true yeah i got texting on my phone in 2019 it was very recent i still use t9 <laughs> I'm on, I, yeah i'm on metro pcs over here well thank you dan I appreciate it. Tryouts are on Monday, right? So you're excited for that. I'm excited for that. We're not Absolutely. getting outdoors. There, there's, there's zero chance of that. It's going to be like 33 and crispy. So we will be inside yes. humbly and, mm. and wholeheartedly sharing it with every sport in the school like we do best. So, yeah, it's going to be a blast. But thank you. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Go Devs. All right. With all that being said, it's another year of Michigan high school baseball. And the the talent remains we started the show two seasons ago. I think that would be two years, right? And uh, this is the third season. And we we, we talked about it then. We said, hey, Michigan baseball is really good right now. And then Brian and I were kind of like, okay, it's probably going to stay this way for a minute because we talked about how good that 2023 class was. And that was kind of the topic of conversation back then was how many of these guys are going to end up being D1. And I don't know if you have the hard number on that, Brian, but it, it's a lot. I think it's like thirty it's like plus, right? Sixty. It's like sixty now. Sixty. Yeah. Exactly. It's gotta be a record. Has yeah, to be. It's, it's, um, it's and like I, there's
2: thirty plus or power five too out of that, which is even more wild, I think.
1: And te- technically technically yeah. speaking, there's probably more that should be if it wasn't yeah. for this COVID backup and yeah, all these other factors. And also the fact that they're competing with each other with the blooded right. class that they are. I mean
2: We can all name players in the twenty three class that are going to go D two, going to be at D two. So we absolutely agree. Our D one baseball players, you know, we just drafted with one of them, not all that long ago. You know, so it's 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 some kind of unbelievable. And I don't know. I haven't broken it down to where like are any of these kids reclassers from COVID. You know what I mean? And I don't think they are. I think they're all like these were all. 2023 is all along. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some age disparity within it as there are, is in any class, but it's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> you know, like it's, it's an, it's an uh, Michigan baseball is getting better. The classes year to year are better than they've ever been, but this is an outlier, outlier year. And it's, I, and it's, and, and I, with that, there's no one like, this is a top 20 player in the country, also type. You know what I mean? There's a, it's from numbers one through 500 in the country. There's like, there should be like 20 Michigan guys and that's unbelievable.
1: And it didn't come out of nowhere either. We saw yep. this
2: coming like four years ago. Yep. So, yep. Shouts yeah, out to the little, uh, little league world series team. That was, that was <laughs> one of the first radar hits I had. Yeah. That. Back, yeah. To, back to back, back, back to back.
1: To back. World series team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And we just talked about we just talked about one of them going to Wayne State and the brothers going to Michigan. Mm-hmm. The Hill brothers were on both of those teams. Yep. Fun yep. fact: I think so with Tyler. Tyler, the oldest Hill, he was on another Little League World Series team. They're the yep. only brothers, only family to have three go to Little League World Series. The other one, only American-born. The other is the Profar brothers, so Jerks and Profar. Oh. Oh. Can't remember the other two brothers' names, but the Profar brothers are the only ones. So that's pretty good company. Uh, and, J- and Jason, in, man.
1: Jason Hill, the father, managed the 2017 team. So, I mean, if you ask me, that family should be uh, somewhere in Williamsport. Their picture so, should be somewhere yeah. in Williamsport.
0: If you ask me. Uh, and the best part about it is they would probably never tell you that. Yeah, no, which is pretty true. cool. I think. I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So, well, with all that in mind, with the, with the the talk about how you know spirits of Michigan baseball continues to be, it is another year of fantasy drafting and finding ways and finding creative ways to. Uh, Kind of honor these things and put them on the stage. Now we just talked about how many good players there are in Michigan, and we had the player draft all, already. If you haven't watched that or heard that, you can go on our, on Preps YouTube to watch the live stream, which was pretty awesome and well and extraordinarily done, and just so excited about how that turned out. And then if you just want to listen to it on the ride in or, or however, it's also on the podcast channel as well, so you can go back and give that a listen. Uh, regardless it is uh, it is definitely another year of, of michigan baseball standing out and, and being one of the best in the country and uh, you know we i this whole time my my microphone's been the wrong microphone i'll fix that when i'm done talking but with all that in mind you know we've talked about how a hundred different players could have been drafted in that draft a hundred more could have been mm-hmm. drafted so we're able to kind of put two and two together and put that into a concept with the team draft where obviously every time you're drafting one team, you're taking about 15 guys. So the team draft's a little bit more fun. You do get to go a little bit more widespread. I feel like the player draft, you were kind of like, wow, I could have drafted this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. Team draft gets a little bit more true. Obviously, there's probably like 50 teams in Michigan that are good. We know that by doing the Super 25 and thinking like, oh, wow, what about this yeah. team, right? Yeah. But the draft a certainly good is a good stick. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And- so Brian, you want to take us through the rules while I fix my audio. That's probably been messed up for the entire intro of the show. Sure, I could hear you, so that was good enough
2: for me. The rules are pretty simple. We're just going to draft five teams each, and as well as a sixth, a wild card team, as it were. The points are awarded as such: you get one point for per win in the regular season. You get two points per win in the playoffs. This includes districts, regional, super region. I don't. Is it is it a super regional? Is it, are we are we calling it a state quarterfinal? I don't know what it is anymore. What, that fifth game, you get when, five when down when it's down to eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Back in my day, it was a state quarterfinal. Now it's a super extra awesome regional or something. Even though it's played the same day as the regional championship, whatever. Anyways, that you know that's. Dumber than I thought it was.
0: We'll have our conversation about all the things yeah. that are wrong with yeah. with brackets and playoffs. And Dumber other, than another. I thought
1: it was. Well, I found out the, the first year that they did that format was was 2019. And I thought it was weird almost immediately because we lost to Dakota in the Super Regional and went home with a trophy, a regional a regional championship. <laughs> <Yeah. field>. so, <laughs> and my nephew, who was like three at the time, carried the trophy because me and my dad wanted no part of carrying the trophy. We were just in a sour mood. And he was happy. Nice big trophy. He
2: walked to that. Nice nice big trophy. Right. But yeah, anyway, so we, we also, if, if the team that you pick makes the final four, you get five points. And if the team that you pick wins the state championship, you get 10 points. So obviously state champions, a premium here, obviously deep playoff runs are made at a premium here, but at the same time, even if you don't necessarily believe a team has the strength to make a deep playoff run, but you think they're going to win 30 games, hey, 30 points right there. So there's different strategies you can take involved in this. You'll see them on display. This is our third year doing it with these three drafters practiced hands at this point when it, when it comes to it. We did a, we actually did a, another random kind of number draw deal before the show to determine the order, and it, it came back like it's been Brandon, Dan, Bryan. So we're just going to keep that order, which it feels like every time now it's been, which is fine. A reminder that it's a serpentine draft. So that means if you pick first in the first round, you, you pick last in the first round, you pick first in the second round. With that being said, Brandon, I believe you're leading us off here, pal. Who is going to be the first overall pick? And I'll caution the folks that this is not the slam dunk it's been
0: either. This is true. It's definitely not the year where St. Mary's is the clear cut choice. There are, there's a few good teams. Gosh, there's a few good teams this year. I mean, there's a few good teams every year, but there 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 are some teams that we expect to not really just compete with St. Mary's, but kind of like give them a run for their money. If not beat them. It's not, it's not like an impossible task. Like it has been in the past or, you know, not literally impossible, but you get my point. So that being said, I'm going to go with St. Mary's because I still think they're the best team in the state at this point in time, and I might be proven wrong. I won't name the other teams that I think are as, are close because I don't want to be sniped, although I do fully expect to be. I won't take the shine away from, from you two. I can't wait for you to describe why these teams might be better than them. I'm going to let you have that moment. However, as far as St. Mary's goes, I still think they have arguably the most dominant arm in the state in, in Jason Oliver. I don't know if there's there's many that, that are better. I know he's probably not going to be a long-term type of starter for them. He, he'll be their closer. But at the same time, he's also going to be their shortstop, along with Ryan McKay up the middle. I don't think you're going to find a, a battery between a shortstop and a second baseman quite as good as that you know, there's guys who kind of just hide there too, who are like extremely good. And people just like Parker Pruskevich is really good. And people just kind of like don't have that conversation because he's a little bit maybe quote unquote overshadowed by the star power around him that's been there for the last couple of years. Like you know, last year it was, you know, Shubes and Schubert and, you know, Ike Irish and and, and Brock Porter and, and Jack Crichton. And, and Parker was just kind of a guy who came in as the the ninth or 10th guy with him and Ryan Mooney. But, this year Parker becomes a guy who's probably higher up in the lineup and more dependent on. And I think the glove is just a sure thing. It always has been. And he's, and he's a bat in there too, but you talk about him and you can't really forget about what's really, I think probably the best bat in Michigan and Blake Grimmer. I don't think there's anybody who's bat is more dangerous. Like if I, if I was ever a pitcher, which I, I am not and will never be, I mean, that's probably the, the last guy I want to pitch to in Michigan high school baseball this year. There's some guys who I'm sure are close to that, but, a lineup that, that has Grimmer, Oliver, McKay, and, and Bruskevich and, and the list goes on. And, and, you know, I can't even think about all the other ones that are in there, too. I'm, I'm still going to go with them. I still think that the, the biggest thing for me is that those guys were on that team last year. Ryan and Jason, those guys were on that team with Alex Mooney in, the, in their first year as a, as a freshman. So these guys, it's not like it's not like the, the torch has to be passed. Like The torch is still kind of carried by a lot of the same dudes who we've come to realize over these last couple of years that St. Mary's has continuity and, and those guys who leave, they leave while taking care of what's next. And so, you know, I'm still going to buy into that. And despite it being a more realistic, despite there being a more realistic chance for somebody else to come out on top of the cheer, I still think St. Mary's is the team to beat going in for all those reasons. Yeah. I mean,
1: I guess my two cents regarding St. Mary's they're incredible. I would have picked them as well if I had the number one pick. If they lose any shine this year whatsoever, for me, the biggest thing is is Porter. You know, he was just such a, not just a great top of the rotation guy, but a freak of nature, top of the rotation guy. You know, it, just a difference maker that wasn't going to lose mid-90s fastball with a Bugs Bunny changeup that is going to go in the first round of the MLB draft. I mean, or that, that kind of talent anyway. You know, losing somebody like that is impactful, no matter how good you are. So it, you lose a tiny bit of shine from that, but an incredibly good coaching staff. I have the utmost respect for the Petries, of course, like everyone does. They play a tremendous schedule, and and you know that's of course notable as well. But uh, I think the biggest thing for me this year that I really noticed was that state final. Finally, the Rocky Balboa Gross Point North gave them a punch. You know and they stood there and took that punch with as much poise and professionalism as possible and they held on to their title and more often than not i think the i think the big bully collapses in that kind of a situation and and they didn't and
2: that was very impressive i thought to me man like the whole key of that game and not to redo the state championship game again we've done that already but like it was the fall down play that should have that would have worked against 99% of anybody else yes And like that, it no discredit to Gross Point North. Like I, I would have run it too. You have it in your back pocket. You had the situation set up. You run it to perfection, and the St. Mary's didn't even come close to blinking. And that to me was like, okay, this is they're just on a different level. Like you, know what I mean? They're just on a different level. Yep. Absolutely. Because it's not even a ninety-nine percent, ninety-nine point nine percent of high school teams screw that up, and Gross Point North scores.
1: Yeah, I mean you you don't have to tell me they ran it against us and we screwed <laughs> yeah. up. So, um yeah, at, you know, and that
2: that,
0: that I mean that, that contributes.
1: Yeah, sure, I mean that contributes also. I'm sure, you know, Saint, Saint Mary's had, that knew that Saint Mary's knew that was in their arsenal, obviously, and I'm sure they talked about it and you know, but regardless, you know, when you're when you've won every game for two straight years and all of a sudden somebody who is not as good as you on paper anyway, all of a sudden is punching with you. Mm-hmm high school kids collapse in that situation almost always. Yep. Almost always. And, and they didn't. So that was very impressive.
2: Um, hey, you're up.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to overthink mine, you know, to me, the, you know, St. Mary's would have been my pick, but I think one B close behind is their big rival brother rice. You know, I think that there's some level of debate this year about who's better on paper. You know, I, it's a, it's at least a conversation, you know, just a lot of talent at brother rice, Fredo Velasquez is obviously a really interesting player who can beat anybody on the mound, obviously a two way guy. They had a, a a big transfer from from Liggett this year in Blake Illich. Not sure exactly what role he's gonna be in from the pitching staff perspective, but a Duke commit there who's who's very talented. They are going to play each other at least four times, probably five with the championship game, and then maybe six looking at the state tournament. And uh, it's been a while since Rice knocked him off. So, you know, the king is still St. Mary's at this point. But I think Rice is right there. I think they're ready. And and I think Coach Riker, obviously a, a tremendous track record. His program has been on the precipice of state championships as much as anybody. And he does have one one state championship in his pocket. And I just think they're going to be right there. As far as the the strategy of this with this draft, it's a little risky because, you know, I'm picking someone who's in a very difficult league yep. who will lose some games, and and their and their rival is the best team in the state, probably. So it's a risky pick for this draft. But I just think they're the second best team at worst, and so I'm going to go with them anyway.
2: And we've talked about rights like already this season. We've all said like I, I don't know what what the coaches association was doing with that poll between the <laughs> three of us and anybody who listens, but I, brother, if brother rice is the seventh best team in D one, then oh, I got this, yeah. you know, help but us Yeah. but anyways, <laughs> yeah. Like, and sure there are years where that's true. I just find it hard to believe it's this one. We'll see, obviously, games. You, you got to play them first, but I'm with you, man. I, I think they're super damn talented. I, I think that they're – that's probably their most talented team ever in a program that has had an extreme amount of talent come through it. But they're – like, they're they got Mary's numbers. Like, they got – 10 plus D1 talents on that roster or something like that. You know, like that's if I've said this on the on the at the live draft or whatever. If Mary's run in the last five or four years or whatever didn't exist, we would be talking about this brother Rice team entering 2023. Like, is this gonna be the best team ever? You know, like I so I just think that they're maybe being a little undersold, but I also don't want to hype them too up too much because I'm still a, a Mary's guy. So, anyways. Haven't beat them since before COVID. But moving on from that. Moving on. From hey, I think that. they'll be good
0: too.
2: Brandon chiming in. Does Acuna think so as well?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Acuna would humbly agree. Yeah, man. I think I think you guys make great points. I guess, you know, to piggyback off of it, I mean I would expect I would just I don't know this for sure. This isn't like from Intel. I would just expect Illich to be a huge part of their rotation, right? Yeah. And and they have plenty of guys who can throw, but you know, speaking from experience, like I watched Fredo Velasquez as a sophomore in the summertime, go down and play a team that Brian, you can testify to called Rismondo out of, you know, Southern Florida. And I think they had like 10 SEC commits or 10 power five commits. However you wanted to, I can't tell you the guy we'll just call it power five. I just know that it was like South Carolina at shortstop and like Miami, Florida was on the mound and, and, and these guys were, were legit. Right. And and there's some of those guys are going to go play pro ball eventually and get paid to play this game. And, Seven innings, Fredo shut them out, and we won that game 6-0. And, you know, you know, Drew Hill hit off the scoreboard, and the show goes on. Mm-hmm. But Fredo's, Fredo's, dude, he's been doing this. This isn't new. Like, he's cool. been here before. And and this, this brother-ice team, like, this was obviously the team that I was going to pick outside of St. Mary's. It was one of those two for me yeah. because they're, like, they're in the spot where they've come. Like, we talk about how close Gross Point North came in that final game, which is absolutely true. Let's not discredit them. Brother Rice came super close themselves. Rice in, did the in the, same. Uh, it was two to one. The they same, did the same ex- thing. Yeah. Yep. And lost on a dribbler, which is baseball. Yep. There's no excuses. It's baseball. But all the same, like Fredo was saved by Riker all year for that game. Yep. So that he could go in and, and he did exactly what they planned to do. And they came up one run short in a two-one game. I don't think anybody can knock themselves for that. But you know, if anyone's ready for that moment, and if anybody's gonna go in and and We talk about sustainability like Fredo can go in, throw seven innings and also lead off and, and, you know, hit a couple doubles and extra base hits and and take you a long way. So I think Rice is certainly the, the team to look out for. I'm going
2: to I have a double up here for last pick of the first round, first pick of the second round. I'm going to go chalk with my first one and take Northville. That kind of follows along with our first Super 25 of the year. We had St. Mary's 1, Rice 2, and Northville 3. So I'm going to follow along with that. I, You know, I, I think that I'm going to try and stay the hell away from the Catholic League A and B division now, based on what, the first two picks anyways. But at Northville, we expect them to be really good. That's why we rank them high. Dante Norris is a star. They have two really, really talented arms, Justin Brown and Joey Broughton. They are deep behind them. They're athletic as a club. They got some power there. I just think that should be really, really good. So I'm going to go chalk with Norfolkville at three, and then at four, I was actually thinking I was going to get a little weird already, and maybe chase some wins, and maybe chase a little less competitive league, and maybe do something crazy. So I actually think that I'm going to go with Algonac with my next pick. I'm going to stay out on the east side. I know, Dan, I apologize. That's your territory, but (laughs) <laughs> uh, gonna going to go with Algonac here. I just it, it's They're bringing a bunch of guys back. They have some dudes in the rotation. Obviously, they play in a competitive league. A lot of leagues in the state are, but this is not the Catholic League. This is not war week in and week out. So I think a team that looks talented on paper and brings back the amount that they bring back, like them to potentially line up for a relatively deep playoff run with a with a big winning total in the regular season. Well, I don't know how silly that is i mean they
1: they are the number one ranked team in division three even in that yeah. even in that coach's poll so I don't think that's that's too crazy yeah you know it's it's interesting to hear the name alganac only because I don't think we've talked about them on the yeah. you know on this episode before so it's a little okay. bit new and i you know I think we need to acknowledge that Liggett has vacated division three also yep. you know yep. they've they've kind of been the preseason favorite in division three for several years so it's time for somebody to to grab that and run with it now
2: and another not to say future picks but there is an, a different division three defending state champion this year not leggett who was knocked off by detroit edison geez sorry excuse me a while. yeah 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 but edison beat leggett yeah yeah excuse yes me. right in our moment of the year award from last year if you'll remember but yeah anyways like you said maybe the favorites in D3, if not the favorite, one of the favorites, just liking how that lines up. So Northville and Algonac for me, my first two picks.
1: I'm looking forward to getting a early look at Northville down in, uh, we're going down to Vero beach in uh, in two weeks. And that's one of the teams we're we're scrimmaging against now that the MHSAA is at least allowing us to scrimmage other Michigan teams when, when traveling past uh, the neighboring States. So
2: Mm. we won't, we won't ask for your official comment because you don't, We'll we'll just we'll make we'll talk about this on the next episode to keep you out of trouble. Sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I but I, w- but I will say that I'm glad that we're at least scrimmaging against North Hills yes. in, yep. in Florida, and and that's an improvement upon the old rule. So, yep. uh, Dan, uh, so I, you, yeah. Out, right? okay. yep. Yep. So yeah, I mean, this is once you get into your second pick, I, I think it's there's always multiple things that that you can do, and and there's certainly plenty of teams that I really like still, but. I'll stay closer to home, you know, just because I'm comfortable with it, and I'm, I'm confident in this team's roster. Love the guys that they have coming back, and I don't think they play a, the type of schedule that's too too jarring, at least compared to the other teams that we've talked about already. And with my second pick, I'll go with Gross Point North. You know, obviously, we're all very impressed with the run they made last year. We're, you know, impressed with the performance of Brennan Hill and all of his teammates against against St. Mary's. But just from an overall standpoint, it's just a really good team that went to the Division One State Championship game and is returning a lot of key pieces. They they have Brendan Hill back on the mound from the left side. They have Jordan Arsenault back on the mound from the right side, who is the record holder for that school now in ERA. Yep. You know he's not a guy that is lighting up. I guess all of the recruiting lists. You know for whatever reason. You know he's a right hander that doesn't. You know throw ninety plus consistently. But he knows how to get people out and has command of the baseball and is not giving up any runs and he's winning right. games. I mean, you know, he was like
2: twelve and zero last year, right? Or something.
1: Yeah, like that. with a yeah, with yeah. a point a point something ERA. Yeah, that did not get touched. Yeah, right. And uh, in what did they lose? They lost some guys. I mean, they, they lost some guys, but they to still destiny, have you know, the yeah.
2: shortstop's a good player. Yeah, sure. Yep.
1: Macaulay James McCauley, the shortstop, did a great job for them. Luke Babcock was the captain and the catcher. Yep. Um, who yep. they lose him as well. But still just top of the rotation, two guys, and they're in the Mac White, which has some good teams in it, but they don't have too many opponents in the Mac White there that can run out that type of a pitching staff. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention Drew Hill, obviously, as we know from one of your previous episodes, he's in a walking boot right now. But you know, hopefully he's gonna be hopefully gonna be healthy and patrolling center field for them and, and hitting bombs like he normally does, and, and also pitching in relief, probably from the left side. So I just think they're going to win a ton of games, you know, as far as their path to the state championship, obviously they go through Gross Point South and I want to beat them, of course, <laughs> but if they do get past Gross Point South, they traditionally have, they, they're they going to be the favorites in a lot of those games. You know, I think once they got past that South game last year, I think you guys identified early and a lot of people did. These guys are probably going to be in the state championship because yep. you know, they're going to be the favorites. So, you know, I'm comfortable going with them and I think they have a great team.
2: Brandon on the back to back.
0: Can't wait. This is my favorite part of the entire show is when I get to go twice and completely crap my pants on live television. Okay, first I'm going to go with Bay City John Glenn. I've been high on this team for for quite a while just think that they have a lot of what it takes a lot of the components of what it takes to be a proven good team in michigan high school baseball they're also in an area where they're going to win a lot of games i think against their competition Mm -hmm. not to say like teams like freeland aren't good not to say teams like garber aren't good those teams are you know historically competitive and there's going to be plenty of teams around there that, that compete you know and the thing is that they have something unique because their best players have been playing varsity for three years now four years now so these guys aren't like second year players who are coming back that are good these are guys who have kind of seen that type of setting for a while and they have that experience so you know like Brody Krejciak is a guy who's probably going to do some really good things at Oakland in a couple of years and you talk about Jordan Arsenault Dan and you know how his pitch ability is there And sometimes I think maybe evaluators overlook the pitchability, And it's kind of the same thing I think with Krejciak where he ends up in a place like Oakland and the pitchability has like the upside to, to, to be anywhere he really wants to be in my opinion. Like the, the ability he has to spot up and to sequence and to to pick his spots and to overlay and, and all those things, you know, it's, it's really like incredible. I know his dad, Mark has been a pretty substantial player in the game in Saginaw and, and, you know, developing a lot of the arms from that area, like the Shapansky, Thomas Shepansky, and like, you know, Drew Titsworth and, and plenty of those guys up there who have gone through that system with, with Coach Kriziak. And I think that uh, you have him, and then you have Tanner, Tanner Sontag, another kid who's going to Oakland behind him who's a 90-plus arm, who's like the big-body, physical, you know, archetype type type of kid who also goes to the other side and gets in the box and can hit bombs, too. And, and Brody hits extremely well, too, in the box. And then you have Nathan Ball, who's like a six four freaking – brick house like left-handed stick probably going to destroy baseballs in that league all year and of course you know it all boils down to what it boils down to the playoffs and they're the type of team where they have a tough district because their area is good but I think this year they're they're clearly standing out in that district so as long as they take care of their business I think they get they get out of that district and they have a pretty clear path to To the uh, to the final four, and then you know from then on, it's kind of up to them to win those games. So uh, Ben High and Bay City Gun, John Glenn going to stay high and Bay City John Glenn and pick them here. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts?
2: I agree. I, I mean, like I would have picked them next round, next come through or whatever. I, we've talked about it. We ranked them number four overall in the Super Twenty Five. Like we're just think they're going to be really good. We're we're sticking by it.
1: I think they have. A, is it is it Bullock Creek that's in the district with them? I, don't... I believe so. I believe yeah. So, yeah, so that I
2: mean that's a game. There's
1: always that's the thing about this is there's always that one game somewhere. And Freeland's good too.
0: Freeland, right. I think Freeland's good. in the yep. district.
1: Yep. But yeah, that's a definite. You know, top five to 10-ish team, and it, it makes complete sense.
0: Brandon, um, one more time. Moving on, I you know I don't know if this is the I don't. They might not be. What, what pick is this? Is this like eight or something like that? This is so, the see, seventh one, overall pick. Seventh. Seventh, yep. They they might not be the seventh best team in the state. So by picking them, I'm not saying that they are. I think they're going to win a lot of games. I think they have the rotation to 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 take it the whole way. I think that they have something behind the plate that nobody else in the entire state has. Ah, man, and I'm going to go with Monroe here. Yeah, I'm going with Monroe. And yeah, well. I sniped the player draft. I got to snipe the team draft, but you're going to snipe me too. You know, it's just how, it's just how it goes in in, in our, in our drafts. It's what happens when you put these three minds in the same room. They're, they're, they're like minded. yeah, Monroe's got so many guys, dude, like so many. Now it starts and ends with Noah Miller, right? I mean, he can get behind the plate and shut down the run game of the, of the opponent. He can go to the plate and hit some bombs and extra base hit type of guy. Not, you know, has the intangibles, you know, from a leadership perspective. So, but you talk about Kellen Roberts, a guy who's like upper eights and and has really nice stuff Can put the secondaries over early. He's got that A-side potential. you got the Steeler kid who can come in behind him. Owen Yount can come in behind him. They have a lot of guys. They have a lot of arms. They have a lot of action there. Carson Lydell, that kid's a freshman who's like 85, 86 right now. And, And, you know, he's a guy who can come in. So the rotation is strong. And I think in Michigan high school baseball, when the rotation is strong, you have a really good chance to go a long way, like a really good chance to go a long way. So I'm going to go with Monroe. I think, you know, what separates them from teams in their area is the rotation. But I think the anomaly in that is, is is Noah Miller and what he does for you behind the plate and completely shuts down the opposition's run game and, you know, plays pretty well, plugs pretty well at the plate in, in the box as well as a hitter. So, you know, and all those guys, I don't know the exact number, But if you look at the impact players from Monroe last year, and they had a pretty successful year, I think they return like quite literally every single starter, if not like, if not maybe a couple, give or take, but the majority of that team comes back and some of the most dangerous teams we can remember in Michigan high school baseball are the ones that return a lot of that production. And, you know, that's what Monroe does. So going to go with the Trojans. I agree with you.
2: I, again, like I'm not going to talk too much about it. Monroe's got a big trio or quadruple arms, if you include Noah, I think the questions there lie on the offensive side, how much they'll be able to produce and they might not have to worry about it if they give up two runs a game. So anyways, that's my thought.
1: So my next pick, I I think this feels a little bit like when Sack took Elginac. you know, I, I think it's, it's definitely not a reach. This is a top-ranked small school, so it's, it's not a reach. I think that there's concerns with this pick, which is why I'm a little hesitant about it, but I'm going for a small school state championship with this pick, and I'm going to go with Marine City Cardinal Mooney. On the concern side, they're going up a division in the Catholic League, so their day-to-day schedule I think will be difficult there as far as my regular season wins go. And I believe Coach Mike Rice schedules tough in the non-league as well. You know, he's going to play some games against the, the bigger Catholic League schools. He's going to play as many good teams as he can. So I think having a great regular season record is is maybe going to be difficult for Cardinal Mooney. But they're the number one ranked team in Division Four in the in the preseason poll. Over the last three years, they've performed very well. They've only lost a couple of really key players over the last few years. They lost, oh shoot, what's his name, top of the rotation pitcher Tommy Gill Mm -hmm. two years ago after they lost in the state championship game and then you know lost the catcher Tom Rice after last year. But that's really it from the key pieces that played in the state championship two years ago. So I just think that they're growing and maturing as a group. I don't see any reason why they can't compete and win division four they lost to the eventual champion last year in the in the super regional so they were right there and uh, i'm just i'm just going for a d4 state championship with with cardinal mooney and i'll i'll feel fine about it
2: this is a pro cardinal it's a smart like pick. That, as we know
0: yeah very much so um, a smart I'm, pick.
2: Gonna, I'm gonna move us along here gentlemen if you don't mind just so we're not doing this for an hour and a half just gonna Fair. gonna slip right into my second hot corner of the night I am going to – yeah, I think this is what I'm going to do. First pick here, New Boston, Huron. Ah, God, sniped. See, I told you it was going to happen. Yeah, I just – it's – we talked about it last year. I understand that was a disappointment from the – perspective, like how they finished last year, how they – whatever it was, they lost early, and they lost to a team they probably shouldn't have lost to. And- And that was following a very good regular season where at some point we had them in the top five or whatever it was. So I I think now another year older, another year wiser, there's four or five really strong arms there. Luke Cole and and Gavin Muzzy, of course, just to think this is another year where, hey, we're going to have an opportunity to run it back, play a little bit more pissed off and maybe we go further. And I think that they'll have similar success in the regular season. And then if they can get over that hump in the postseason, I'm going to be sitting pretty with my points here. So before I move on, anybody have thoughts on that?
0: No, it's an amazing pick. The, I've never seen a rotation like that, literally. I just – I mean, maybe Mary's, but, like, you guys might not know this yet or maybe people out there don't know this yet, but they have, like, younger guys who are, like, 85-plus mm-hmm. right now. So yep. – it, it like Luke Cole and Gavin Muzzy are great. Those are two extremely good arms. You only need two arms in the playoffs, but Plan B is still like Plan A for them, in my opinion. So, it, and they have an extraordinary pitching coach, in Zach Solchuk, So, it's going to be a really good year for them.
2: With my fourth pick, the first pick of the fourth round, thinking about this one, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do what I want. What I was gonna do, I'm taking Woodhaven. I'm gonna stick down river. Oh my god, dude! I'm <laughs> um, taking Woodhaven. I Brandon only takes like the same five teams every year, so I figure
0: every I year I'll, because it's a tried and true up. method. You can't break what's so, not broken.
2: I, I don't think I don't think Woodhaven is necessarily a state championship contender. I just think that they'll probably win a bunch of games in the down river league and and maybe make a push towards that elite eight type of level of a club. And like, I just, Hey, going to pile up some wins and and hopefully not too many at my friend Brandon's expense, but it going to go, going to go with Woodhaven here.
0: And they're not in the schedule. Huron is though. So
2: that's going to be my bad.
0: Oh, you're fine. That's going to be fun. Can't wait for that. Boys are ready. Well, we haven't had trials yet. Nobody's ready. Sorry spoke too soon you guys always
1: uh, snipe each other especially on the down river picks it's when, uh, it's fun well,
0: yeah you know you know what we're you know right brand. we're playing on brand yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> whose pick is it you know me Who's i'm not pick? good at this if you guys watch the player draft i picked over people about twice i'm not i'm not gonna let you i'm
1: not gonna let you take my i'm not gonna let you steal a pick like you did to drew hill <laughs> twice
0: yeah drew yeah. <laughs> drew, drew, drew hill is still still upset with me about that and rightfully so Twice. Right. He did it twice. <laughs> right. Just follow yeah. the sheet,
2: guys. Just follow the sheet. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. For <laughs> it. <laughs> so, uh,
1: you know, with my next pick, you, you guys, you know, you probably know this by now. I'm not afraid to take my team's rivals. And I'm going to do it again here with Sterling Heights Stevenson, which is one of Gross Point South's main rivals in the MAC red division. You know, without making too much out of it, we saw them early in the year last year and we swept them because they were very young. You know, the core of their team was very young. And right after we swept them, they promptly ran off about 20 wins in a row. That might be a, you know, that might be an exaggeration, but it was pretty darn close to that. I mean, they they could not lose after that. And they have a very young core, three three guys named Leonard who are, are all related and and Alex Pierce, you know, all all class of, of 25 guys who at times were hitting one through four in the order. You know, at times were playing the, the most key positions in that lineup. And, you know, Hall of Fame type coach in Joe Emanuel, who's won a championship before and has been to the fi- Final Four in addition to that. And, uh, you know, I just think that that's a team that's going to win their share of games and they have a chance to sort of mature together at the same time and build off of the very hot second half that they had last year. So I'll, uh, I'll go with Stevenson with my my fourth
2: pick. I have no All comment, right. as I don't know the Mac Red that well, but Brandon, please feel free.
0: Yeah, I mean that team. That team. I think Dan made some good points. That's just, it, we talk about continuity every single year we do this draft, right? And that's a program that has plenty of it. And I think he made those points. And then of course the the Leonard's. You know, there's there's power in that name. It's obvious. So and I trust Dan and his evaluations of the Mac Red. And he knows that. I would say the Mac Red is to Dan Griesbaum Junior. And to Dan Griscom Senior. What Downriver is to to you and I, Brian. But like even oh, yeah. more amplified. I was like like okay. times ten, right? Love that. So, which that wraps back around to me, and I hate to say it, but all of the teams I've written down have been taken, besides the one I'm about to take. The only team left on my on my short list, and, and then we're going to have to start getting nitty gritty here, which is fine. I'm comfortable doing that. I can't believe they're still alive. Maybe this isn't the best pick for this format, but I'm going to go with CC, Detroit Catholic Central. I think they're going to win a lot of games this year. I think they're one of the teams that can sneak up on. I uh, can sneak up on uh, Orchard Lake. Again, you know, we talked about uh, we talked about Brother Rice already, and you know that remains true. However, CC is that team that's like, okay, they've been there. Okay, they return everybody. Those that team's had that team stocked a bunch of freshmen two years ago. Lost some games, took some punches. Now Evan Hager's a senior. You know, guys like Braden Larue are back. The shortstop, help me out. What's the name of the shortstop? Do we remember? Brian, anything, can't remember his name, shortstop, CC, man, he was good, but it's escaping me. It's escaping me. I remembered it during one of the drafts we did this year. I think the player draft, but he's just loaded again. I think they're yeah, a team that them. again, they've been there. There's continuity there. You know, the the coaching staff has a lot of good things happening there. I The way they play the game is extremely good. I know they're in the Catholic league. I know it's going to be challenging. I'm am still thinking that that CC is a team that shows up and wins games they're supposed to and then gets real amped up for the big ones and comes close. And maybe they win one this year. They came close with, with Orchard Lake last year. They came close with Rice last year. You know, I think, again, CC, despite this, I, again, I want to preface that. Like, I don't know if that's the best pick for this format. Like, I don't know if I'm going to win – I don't know if I'm going to win our fantasy draft based on that. However, I do think they're a team that deserves to be picked in this draft because I do think they're one of the better teams in the state, and they're equipped to make that run. Trey Cassidy is similar to Noah Miller. I mean, there's only – I would say there are few kids in the state that can really stack up and play a game, and the catcher looks like he can stay in the same room as Noah Miller. But, like, Trey Cassidy absolutely can, like, without a doubt. Left-handed stick, good arm. Blocks the hell out of the ball, receives and buys strikes for his pitchers like all the time. I don't think any – like him and Noah, you watch those two guys receive, it's like art. So I'm going to go with CC for a multitude of reasons. And I know we're moving along, but any comments on that before I make my next one?
2: Yeah, I think you blew it. I wouldn't have taken them in this format if I'm just being honest. Yeah.
0: Well, it's risky More for sure. Up. I mean, it, it
2: it is risky. I mean, look at their schedule. <laughs> That's a tough schedule. <laughs> yeah. They got to play Mary's Rice and Liggett twelve times. Right. Yeah. Right. But they did. They did knock
1: off those teams. You know, at, at times last year, and and they had they were turning off a lot. So I certainly, I certainly get it. Yeah.
2: No, I mean, like I'm with you, Brando. I think they're going to be good. I just like if I'm trying to stack wins, I don't. You know. Yeah. It it's just it's tough. Like I'm not taking Liggett either. You know, no offense to Liggett, for the same
0: reason. Right? Yeah, format-wise. But anyways, you're um, again. yep. All right, back around to me. Oh boy, this is the part where uh, this is the part where Brandon breathes heavily for thirty seconds before he makes his pick. I am going
2: you to just panic to... pick a... Trenton. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> is this going to be year three of just panic picking Trenton? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, look, you know what you know. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. All right. I'm going with Novi. I had oh, him written no. down in my shortlist. I had him written down in my shortlist, too. So actually, now my shortlist is gone. I'll have to get nitty-gritty for AC, which is fine. Novi has like one of the best pitchers, one of the best rotations in the state between Bennett and Abler. But, dude, I don't know what tournament that was, Brian. I'm pretty sure it's a perfect game tournament that Bennett just went to. Was that recent? Maybe. And it was, like, disgusting, right? I think he was, yeah. like, he was throwing harder than he's ever thrown, which isn't, like, an immediate indicator that he's going to be a good pitcher by any means, but, like, the pitchability for Bennett, correct me if I'm wrong, was kind of, like, already there. It was kind of the most he's impressive part, and him everything else and is kind of
2: throws hard. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah.
0: So, he's, he's between good. him and Abler, and then Andrew Abler's this kid who just, like, they someone took a chance on him early, didn't really know what was going on, and all of a sudden he's blowing up, right? So, same, yes. same, yep. same sort Harvard. of feel. So, so I think I think Novi is just a team that's going to like be extremely sneaky. And they're in a, in a league where I think they're going to win some games too. There was another team I really wanted to take here that if it wraps back around, maybe I will. It's a little bit of cannibalization, but I already have that Orchard Lake and CC, so why not just keep going with it? Who knows? So, yeah, we're going to go with Novi. Again, um, when it comes to Michigan high school baseball, my, personally, for Groziel, what I've come to realize is that pitching is going to be probably a weak spot for us. However. Which which we will work around and I will I will inspire them to find ways to win outside of that. However, if we're being in if we're in reality, having pitching is like the secret sauce to everyone's runs in the, in the playoffs, right? Like we can all agree on that. So no buy, not knowing as much about the rest of the lineup, I'm gonna buy into the rotation.
2: Sure. I buy that. I think they'll that one two is potentially as good as anybody's in the state. We'll see like both of them you gotta command it at least a little bit, but either way, like that Bennett's huge and the fastball's unbelievable with the the movement profile and the velo and I think I saw trackman of of Abler touching ninety four recently or something like that too, so like he's coming into it, and I'm with you, man. It'll be tough to beat in a in a short setting like the playoffs for sure
1: well, you know what i'm de- I'm debating three teams right here, and it's it's really tough. And I'm going to take a little bit of a a ribbing for this one for probably a variety of reasons, especially because sack just said he wouldn't do it, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take Liggett and I'll tell you why. I just can't leave a team on the board when they've got, well, really they've got five power five commits, but I know one guy's injured, but they've got, you know, four healthy power five commits. They've got a hall of fame coach. They're ranked number one in division two. <laughs> And they've got a long track record of performing in the playoffs. And I just can't leave a team on the board like that. You know, I, yeah. you know, I know, I know their history. They've got, they've got guys that have performed for a long time and they don't have any bad state tournament postseason losses on their resume, at least not in the last 15 years. You know, the games that they've lost in the postseason have been very legit teams. You know, Detroit Edison last year who went to the final. Celine that won it, Gross Point South that won it, Homer that won it. You know they. If you're going to knock them out of the state tournament, you have to be real legit. And uh, I think they. The, the the risk with this is obvious. They have three, at least three great teams in their division. They're going to lose some games. They lost some pitching because by all reports, Jack Jones, who was their number one guy this year, he was injured. Blake Illich transferred, just you know, due to a family situation. So. That's a big loss. So this this pick, I think, is if people who know the game are looking at this pick, they think there's some risk there probably with the regular season. But I'll still take my chances with that kind of roster, the coach, yeah. the program, and the track record. I'm just going to – I'm going to go with Liggett anyway.
0: It is, yeah, it it's is wild things. to talk. Yeah. Go ahead, Brando. I was just going to say, I think it's similar thinking where, you know yeah. – go with a team where at the very least they're going to compete in every game they're in and they have enough talent for you to be able to sit at home and say, and I don't think there's a, even if that pick doesn't work out for you, Dan, because of the format, I don't think you're going to sit there and be like, I shouldn't have picked them. There's every reason in the world staring you in the face to pick them. It's just they have a bunch of teams in that league that are good. But, again, that's a league where, like, anyone can come out on top any day of the week because those top three, four teams are are as good as they are. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think 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 it's similar to CC.
1: Sure. And I think they have they're gonna to have to count on some guys that maybe they weren't otherwise counting on to be stars, you know, that are gonna to have to play bigger roles. But mm-hmm. I think those guys are capable of that. You know, first of all, you know, what where are you starting? You're starting with your catcher is a Texas commit, your second baseman's a Michigan commit, your shortstop is a Clemson commit, your third baseman slash pitcher also a Michigan commit. So that's a pretty good place to start. But then you know as far as the pitching goes they're going to need some guys to pitch some innings that maybe are are haven't done that in the past but Joey Randazzo i mean he was a he was a nationally known stud not that long ago you know on the yep. little league world series team he can be in the spotlight you know reggie sharp can pitch you know a lot of people don't a lot of people don't know that but reggie sharp can pitch and he's going to have to pitch this year and he will pitch so you know we'll see what happens and i just think i think that that's still a quality pick for me and i feel i feel all right about it yep.
2: I'm going to wrap up our fifth round here and the regular season of the draft if you want to put it that way. I am taking Powers Catholic. I think oh, Man. That, <laughs> that was the other
0: one. Was was the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they finally are, got sniped. You know, yeah, I got sniped.
2: They're lined up to potentially win a whole bunch of games this year. Garmin on the mound, Sturgis as well, as well as in the outfield. it's not an altogether impossible schedule. You know, there's some good teams on there. I took a peek at it, but it's not it's not super daunting either. so got an opportunity there to do some damage and and I, I think that D2 is probably pretty wide open as far as the state championship goes. I, I know I think you know most of us would maybe say Bay City John Glenn's the favorite, but outside of that, you know, either way. Yeah, man. Just gonna go with that and, and trust the pitchability there from Garmin. And and I, I've talked about him for a couple of years now. Like I liked that dude when he was 78, 81. But anyways, gonna go with them. That that'll wrap up the regular round. And now we're gonna move on to the wild card round. Would you like my nineteen seventies game show host voice there? Wild card. <laughs> With <laughs> gonna let you all laugh that one off while so we, I decide
1: we, I'm we still, take. uh, for, for the wild card, we still we still double points here. Is that how we do it? Yeah, hell
0: yeah, we do. Okay, for the wild I didn't think Woodham was good. This is I was all in on Haven with this pick, I didn't think I was gonna sniped that early. I mean, you know, I like, honestly,
2: cry, honestly cry about it. Uh, <laughs> well, I am, that's what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: I'm gonna. I this is another team whose schedule is. Maybe a little bit more difficult than I would like, like in terms of calling it a slam dunk. Um, but anyways, I'm taking Grand Rapids Christian, which is, I'll have you oh, all know, only the Every second kind. Catholic school I've taken. Well, they're not even Catholic, they're Christian. So I only took one Catholic <laughs> school of these six picks. So I'll have I
1: believe, I believe Catholics are Christian, but yes, I know. But I know. Not all
2: <laughs> Christians are Catholics, but not all Christians are Catholics. Okay? Correct. It's Got important. It. Anyways, oh, my God, you. dude. Oh. <laughs> uh, if We have DeVal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is so funny. Uh- yeah, I, you know, I, Kyle Remington, Jackson Isaacs is a good team. The schedule isn't overwhelming. They'll they'll play some good teams. They're going to have to see the Forest Hills teams, blah, 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 blah. But taking them, I think they have as good of a shot as anybody at, at the D2 title. And, uh, yeah, going to roll with them.
1: Uh- Makes sense. You're not stealing my pick, Brandon. I'm up. Yeah, don't don't you dare! I know (laughs) we did this already. (laughs) You know what? You know what? I the my bone my bonus round pick. I identified them early, and they're still here. So I'm I'm not gonna overthink this one. If I get if I get double points for wins, I'm I'm taking this team for I believe a third year in a row. Yeah, you are. Yeah.
0: Don't Detroit Western. (laughs) No way, dude. I had Brandon right. Christian in Detroit Western circled. Stop it! Stop taking it's, my. Uh, I sniped. I had the first snipe of the night, and that was it for me. I won. That was it. And then I <laughs> sniped the rest of the turn, the rest of the draft.
1: So my God. my usual my usual Detroit Western stats. It's ten district titles since you know yep. since like two thousand one. You know that's quite a bit. You know that's a lot of points. I think fifteen out of sixteen years league title. You know, they've, they've got some, it's not big school guys, but they've got some guys coming back. Sebastian James, uh, Julian Rossi, I believe you pronounce his last name. Abel Gutierrez is a good player for them. You know, they're going to, they're just going to win a ton of games is the bottom yep. line. You know, we've talked about Juan before, how he does a good job there. And, you know, they're just dependable. They're going to be in the regional. We know that. It's just, it, in this kind of format, it makes sense to take them. They're going to win a lot of games. So.
2: And now we go to Brandon for the final pick of the draft and what will assuredly be his fifth pick from the Catholic League. <laughs> that was a good
1: one.
0: That was a good anchor. Not gonna lie. He's gonna he's gonna take he's gonna uh,
1: take a Lutheran uh, team. He's gonna take a Lutheran uh, team and say they're not
2: Christian. St. No. Mary's
0: <laughs> JV. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on a second. I don't know. I've only got two Catholic League teams. St. Mary's JV say John would win. Glenn. By the way, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they probably would. Goodness gracious. I'm looking at a schedule right now. I gotta determine if I'm taking this team or not. Okay. now nope, this boy. is again a little bit of cannibal. A little bit of cannibalism here, I think. I can't take two teams in the same public school league. That's not going to work. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious! Right. To be fair, I had. To be fair, I had Grand Rapids Christian and Detroit Western circled at the beginning of this draft for this round. Still open when we got to this round. Both gone at the end of the round. And there's only three of us, so it's, it's not like we're sitting here for 32 picks. I know. I'm just saying. I'm sorry for the delay. Maybe we should this year. Uh, for maybe once.
1: the three of us. Maybe the three of us should stop
2: socializing prior to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, draft. We, we, share, we share a lot of opinions it seems <laughs> we should stop talking about all the teams we were gonna take in, in the week <laughs> maybe so, we yeah.
0: should draft before we do the super 25 every year I feel like absolutely feel like works sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh God <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christmas okay let's go let's go play some darts okay I'm gonna go with Rochester Adams. I think Ooh. they're good. Parker Pico. Parker Pico is probably, like, the best player in the state that doesn't play for – probably the best position player in the state that doesn't play for St. Mary's. You know, I mean, even – I mean, he would probably go start for St. Mary's too. Not that they need that. But he would find a way in the lineup for sure, 100%. And he's going to Alabama. So, I'm just going to stock my team with – I'm going to stock my team with Alabama commits. So I got Hager and, and Pico now on the team oh, draft. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, I think Adams is a good team. They had a good year last year. I think it's similar to a couple of the other teams I picked, similar to some of the teams you guys have picked. It's a team that two years ago struggled a bit maybe, but those same players have come back two years in a row now. They're growing a ton. And I think this year is the year where that kind of culminates into, into a uh, finished product. So I'm going to go with Rochester Adams and side with them this year. So that concludes... My picks. I think that's it, right? But yeah, it's it for the draft. And with and with that,
2: the 2023 Cold Weather Bats team draft is done. Just to recap, Brandon went first. He took St. Mary's, Bay City, John Glenn, Monroe, Catholic Central, Novi, and Rochester Adams. Important for people to realize I didn't say Monroe, Catholic Central. It was Monroe and Catholic Central. Anyways, Dan went second. Brother Rice, Gross Point North, Cardinal Mooney, Sterling Heights, Stevenson, University Liggett, and Detroit Western. I went third, took Northville, Algonac, New Boston, Huron, Woodhaven, Powers, Catholic out of Flint, and Grand Rapids, Christian. Those are our picks. You will see them in graphic form on social media at a yet-to-be-determined date. But anyways, I, gentlemen, I, I appreciate it. That was fun as always. I hope you all had a good time. Special shouts out to Coach Dan Griesbaum Jr. for joining us. Best of luck to the Southeast this year. I know they're not actually the Southeast, but I... <laughs> I like south, Southeast. I like South. Very south south Boston. Better. Very very yeah. good about Yeah. The Gross Point South Southeast. I like that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> out, out, out. Shouts out to Gross Point at large. What is so going more. on in this episode? But it doesn't matter. We're all having a nice time. It's been the best. It's been the best final 30 minutes of a show ever. Stay <laughs> stay tuned for some new stuff we have coming up. We obviously wanted to up the ante this year. I think we did that with the player draft. I think we've done that with the going to the convention. We have some more cool stuff on the way. As a little bit of a teaser, not going to give too much away, but a little bit of a teaser, we are going to be delving into the world of analytics on this show and how they pertain to Michigan high school baseball specifically. Excited to share that with you in the coming weeks. Excited for baseball season to start. This is the last episode before tryouts begin so the episode following this one will be our state champion picks of course next week when we do that but anyways lots of cool stuff on the way baseball season's almost here